Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. In this show, we hope to bring you new ideas to your spiritual path and by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened and what worked for them. The planet, the solar system, and everything in it is waking up in some way. Things are changing from a third or fourth dimensional world to something different, and we're expanding our world from duality to a world where we are back to all one. And we're interested in new ways to create within ourselves, with others, and with our world. Today, I have two guests joining me in the surf, Radley Valentine of Hay House Radio's Magical Things and Elizabeth Pendleton, who has surfed these waves before. Radley is co-author with Dr. Doreen Virtue of the best-selling Angel Tarot Cards, the Archangel Power Tarot Cards, the Big Book of Angel Tarot, and Guardian Angel Tarot Cards. His newest oracle deck, Angel Answers, is out now. Radley is an author, radio show host, international speaker, and spiritual intuitive, and Radley's website is radleyvalentine.com. We're also surfing these waves today with Elizabeth Pendleton, who you've heard before. She's a musician, spiritual intuitive, and astrologer, and she uses these tarot decks even more than I do. Elizabeth's website is elizabethsoracle.co, and you can find her on YouTube. So welcome, Radley and Elizabeth. <laughs> I will just giggle if you don't corral us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll spend the whole show giggling. <laughs> That's right. Get your psychic waves lasso. And... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I'll start off with you, Radley. What are you surfing lately in the psychic surf? Like, what are your latest tools? I, I'd love to hear about the new deck coming out and kind of how that came about. Sure. You know, it's like I'm just like living the world of tarot and angels, you know, and I know a lot of people think that that's strange bedfellows, but when I was first coming out of the closet, uh, spiritually, not the other way. Spiritually. <laughs> Everybody knows about the other one. But spiritually, when I was first coming out of that closet, it's like I was growing up. I was in Knoxville, Tennessee. There just weren't a lot of people to teach you. And so I found this teacher of angels, but she also did tarot. So tarot and angels mixed together is not a weird thing for me, though I think a lot of people are kind of like, hey, how do those two things go together? But what we basically did was we took a look at Tarot and thought, you know what, Tarot really doesn't fit very well into the 21st century because it's full of images of fear and, and scary stuff and scary words. And people are coming back, they're, they're reincarnating, they're coming into this world in a way in which they're very sensitive. They don't need that mm -hmm. overblown way of trying to tell a message that Perhaps the human race needed 600 years ago. Perhaps it didn't. And so what we just basically did was we brought the angels into Tarot, kept the Tarot message, kept the Tarot story as it basically stood. We didn't water it down. We just brought angelic energy in so that people who wanted to read Tarot could have this magical, beautiful tool of the divine and be able to use it in a way that didn't scare the bejesus out of them. So we just tried to make the message accessible. And so, you know, if you ask me what I'm doing right now, right now I'm like deep, knee-deep in fairies because my next project is, is the Fairy Tarot. So totally different wow. energy, lots of fun, having a blast with that, working on that project, and lots of traveling coming this year just like always. Oh, that's great. The fairies have been showing up. I actually have had probably more interactions with that fairy realm. 
than um, angels lately. That's so funny. And Elizabeth, you too, right? Yeah. Uh, in fact, wait, Rad, I thought I saw you uh, on your tour schedule. I don't know if you have the dates yet or you've fully announced them, but I thought I saw Dublin on your tour schedule this year. Speaking of fairies. My God, I am. And I'm so excited about that, you know, because it's like, you know, it's so funny because I've been on tour for the last two and a half years and it's been extensive. I mean, it's been somewhere around 25, 26 events per year over the last two and a half years. And, you know, it's just funny. It's like you go to these places and and you you're not necessarily there for very long, but there are certain places where you just get off the plane and you're like, Oh my God, I'm home. What is this energy? What is this place? Wow, what is this? And one of those places for me was Ireland, where it's like I literally got off the ground and I wanted to kiss it. And, you know, you you just get in the car and... and you know, it, you know, it's so funny because the the driver was, you know, they they don't want to look stupid to you, so you know, they don't want to admit that they believe in leprechauns and fairies, just like <laughs> right off the bat to the crazy Americans, right? So right. you know, so they they sort of have to feel you out, but the minute you go, you know, you admit that you be, you're a believer, they're just like all over the place, and they're like going over there is a fairy mound, and there's Radley yep. with his face plastered on the window of the of the car, <laughs> going where. <laughs> You're right. And this one's well and this one's yeah. Right. So Ireland really rocked it for me. There were other places that rocked it for me too, but Ireland also was one of those places. And so when it was time to schedule for two thousand fifteen for my tour, um I, I I just went after Ireland. It's like I wanted to go there. I'd had a lot of people begging me to come there. You know, I'm solo now because my dear BFF Doreen Virtue has retired. So, you know, it's it's I'm kinda like on my own now. So um, these events that I do and stuff, it's I have a little bit more control to kinda go, well, I wanna go here or I wanna go there. Other than where Hay House says you will go here and you will go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I can do it. So, but yes, I'll be in Ireland where the fairies are. And, and um, I'm also going to be in London and in Hamburg and, um, and um, many cities in the United States. Uh, we're still working on Europe. I'm I'm crossing my fingers. One of the other places that really did it for me was Norway. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Yes. Oh, it's, it's like it's like when the world was new. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> yes. green and fresh and it's clean in your life. Oh, the water. Oh, Just... this is what the planet used to be like. Right. <laughs> oh man, can we get this back? Yeah. It's a it's an amazing place. Yeah. Yeah. So this sounds great. Perfect for the fairies. Yeah. There's fairies everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So it's like but that's that's what that's my current project. You asked about Angel Answers. Angel Answers we finished last year. It came out in November. And that's my that was my first Oracle deck. And so what we just kept hearing from people as we traveled around the world was they wanted something that was super clear and concise. You know, they didn't, you know, there were just times where they wanted yes or no, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of, you know, the chariot and trying to interpret, oh, is that a yes or is that a no? And so we said, well, you know what, let's do that. And so the the deck is sort of kind of like a magic eight ball. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's sweet. It's oh, really sweet. Yeah, no, I I use that one like um, all the time because I always road test, you know, the deck. It's funny because I like to draw a morning, you know, affirmation kind of thing. And the tarot, you know, like I have to feel pretty brave to <laughs> draw a tarot card for the day. That's, you know, um, because like you said, some of those images, you know, those, those messages can be so strong. And so um, I've been working with Angel Answers and I just I love the gentleness of it. And, you know, it's very positive and uh, all of that. So yeah, it's a really, really nice deck. And, and I think you're absolutely tuned into it. People, like you said, the other thing, other way to use that is the when questions. Yes. When, yeah. So you, you, maybe you could expound on that. Oh, well, just, I mean, what we just basically did was that I, I still think that Tarot is a great way to get an answer to a when question because there yep. are numbers and there's so much you can do with that. Yep. But on the other hand, you know, some people just wanted something more specific. And so Angel Answers has answers like wait or don't stop or a week from now or a few months from now or um, a year from now. And so it has those when cards in there that kind of give people this sort of indication of timing. So just to make it nice and clear. I mean, frankly, the way I use the deck is I have those yes, no, and when questions separated from the rest of the cards. And so, you know, if I'm going to do just a basic reading and it's not a when kind of question or a yes, no kind of question, I'm using the other set, the other parts of the cards that don't address those issues. If someone asks me a yes, no, or a when, then I reach for the other part and use that part. So I kind of use it separated that way. But you know, that's just me. I go in and out of using tarot. Well, what are you? What waves are you surfing right now, Christy? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I try to bring it all together. It's really a strange thing I'm doing. I feel like I grab uh, information and I don't know these influences, and it's like I kind of put them in a blender and see what spits out. Oh, that's just pretty <laughs> retrograde, honey. <laughs> No, I think it's all the time for me. Oh. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's all right. Yeah. So when we first started uh, the interview, uh, we were kind of all giggling. And, and part of that giggling has to do with I kind of approach the angels in this very reverent way, which I don't think that's that's how everyone does it. You know, I, I think that's what's great about any of the angel trout decks is that they give you a lot of freedom to sort of be who you are and how you sort of interact with them with the decks. And then as far as sort of the divination part of like, when is it going to happen? I noticed that I've, the way I ask questions has been changing a lot. And so I'll pull a card and just kind of sit with it and then try to figure out, Oh, that's right. I was asking that question a couple of days ago about, this certain situation. So I've been kind of using them backwards. <laughs> you know because, you know, we, we're all surfing these waves. And during any one day, you can get really sidetracked or focused on one particular area. But you've been asking questions for the last three days about maybe something bigger. So, well, you know, Christy, I actually love that. I really honestly love that because it's like, I mean, one of the things that 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 I teach when I'm on the road is that tarot or oracle cards or whatever are always going to answer the question of the heart. And so, you know, we can, you can have somebody come to you and they say, you know, I'm really 
whacked out about career and I want to know what's next for me and what's my life purpose and blah, blah, blah. And then you start throwing these cards and they're all relationship stuff. And, yeah. and I do I do take a look at it and go, okay, you know, there's there's only 78 cards, you know, so maybe Tarot is using relationships as a metaphor to answer the question about career. But sometimes it's just not. Sometimes the angel's just going, no, that's not really what she wants to know about. Mm-mm. No, what <laughs> she wants to know about is when is that dude coming into her life? You know, and so what I always just say is like, you know what? The the question of the heart appears to be relationship. And so we're going to do that first and then we'll do career. But I think that's what you're just sort of doing naturally, which is no surprise, given that you're Christy yeah. Walsh. Right. That, you know, that it's, you're just doing it naturally and you're just saying, I'm just going to let the cards answer the question of my heart without even asking it. Yeah, because my thing is that I have to get myself out of the way. And that's how I've, I guess I've been trying to do it. Sometimes what I'll go in and do is say, you know, and, and again, it takes a little bit of bravery, but I just come in and go, what do I need to know? That way, I that's a good way to kind of get out of the way and yeah. look and see what they download and go, okay. <laughs> get out of the way and duck. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's very um, sort of a gentle space working with the angels, and I'm sure – both of you work with them each in your own way without the cards, but oh, maybe yeah. you could shed some light on that. Well, I mean, for me, I mean, my relationship with my angels is <laughs> in some ways it's one of humor. I mean, when it comes to my guardian angels, it's one of humor. That's just how it is because that's how I communicate. I communicate through humor. When I was growing up, laughter was currency in my home, and, and <laughs> it just was. And in, and in, so it's like, that's how I communicate. So my main guardian angel's name is Joshua. That's not anything I've ever kept a secret, but he treats me sort of the same way as a 19 year old would treat his little 12 year old brother. Who's always in trouble. That's how he yeah. treats me. You know, it's a noogie on my head and he's making fun of me and things that other people who work with angels would be appalled or think that I've completely <laughs> lost my mind, and that's not how angels work and blah, 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 blah. But I don't believe uh, that angels work in any one particular way. I yep. think they come to you in the way in which you can hear them. Now, my relationship with Archangel Uriel, who's my primary archangel, is nothing like that. I mean, he's an archangel. He comes the way he comes, right? And that's groovy, and that's fine, and... And and I love him and adore him, and I love Gabriel, and I love Jophiel, and I love all the archangels that I work with. But, you know, when the, those personal angels, I think that they're just on a frequency with us to be able to communicate in such a way that we can hear them. Yeah. I mean, don't you, Elizabeth? Absolutely. I think they work in, like you said, the way that you'll understand them or um, hear them. That, that kind of thing. And then I would just say to people, even if they don't believe or they're skeptical or whatever, I would just say, try it, you know, just try opening up and talking to them. Uh, you know, and usually it takes something to nudge someone. Um, usually it comes like if there's a, a crisis or, or something that somebody's very concerned about, but that's, you know, an ideal time too, you know, I think because they're always with us trying to talk to us, but sometimes it's life gets our attention and, you know, they'll, they'll just jump right in and help. And, and it, I kind of go through phases where, 
somebody will show up or one of the angels will, will just kind of be in the in the chatter and, you know, all the time and kind of showing up and I'll talk to friends and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, Archa- I'm getting this Archangel Michael thing. And I'll be like, oh, my God, I was like last night I was just tuning into him as I was going to sleep and just sort of doing a watch over me kind of thing in the astral world. And so it's funny how it gets reflected back in different ways and him I always associate with like a, a royal blue and there's that that sword so that color just I'll I'll look up I have crystals all over the house of course like <laughs> sun catchers like I guess I would um, and I'll look up and like that royal blue will be coming right through so you know just things like that where you're like okay you know just perfect kind of thing but yeah I would I would just definitely encourage people to open up to them and watch what they do and watch how much can come through. It's usually a lot more than I think. I do have to say that I get these crows that come around the neighborhood. And when I start, I'm just starting the conversation with, let's say, an angel. Usually I'm working with Zadkiel. Yes. Oh, that's just interesting. Why? Just for the longest time. I don't know exactly why okay. I, I actually don't even know why no, that's crazy. I, but i just do i mean it's and like then, i think uriel i'm just he just picked me so perhaps zad keel picked you or that's your where your energy lies but I, you're the first person in 20 years of angelic work that's ever said to me oh my archangel is zad keel <laughs> <laughs> i'm like really yeah, wow yeah. okay great my go-to. Right? <laughs> he has people yes yeah and you know we were laughing about it before that, I will like bug all other spiritual beings before I get to the archangels. Like I just feel the sort of it's it's respect, but but I would agree that it, it, there's humor in there too because the crow starts walking outside, and I'm like, <laughs> oh okay. And then if I go out on the porch and kind of look around, then this kind of Disney thing happens where like there'll be a squirrel like posed on the tree, and then like <laughs> some other. <laughs> Some other birds come chirping around and showing me their nest and where that is and the tree. I don't know. It's it's like the all of the nature stuff starts talking. Oh my god! And so, Snow White. <laughs> yeah, it's a little Snow White thing, and it's kind of it it it's so that's so me. But you know who else is going to know that? You guys didn't know that, right? Right. You know, right. so uh, it's just it's such a gift. Like every conversation is a gift. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and I agree. I agree with that. You know, I just I think too that you know there's considered to there's 15 primary archangels, or some say, and um, and and others say there's th- you know that and I think there are countless many others. It's just there's these 15 that for whatever reason seem to be in the primary consciousness of people's minds and thoughts and stuff. And I'm sure that a lot of that has to do with Doreen virtue, but the thing about it for me is that it, it's like a path through a forest. And, you know, that path for me with Uriel is well-worn. And that path with me with Gabriel is well-worn. And and so if I want to go work, for example, with, well, with Zadkiel, let's just say that. Mm-hmm. That's not as well-worn a path for me. And it, I don't think it makes him any less uh, available to me as any of the other archangels. But for me... 
it isn't quite as palpable an experience because I haven't made the relationship. You know, it, it, it's it's like I don't recognize his energy necessarily. It's like I could, if an angelic energy filled the room and it was Zadkiel, I might not know immediately, oh, that's Zadkiel, because I haven't made that relationship. Where if it was, you know, Uriel or Gabriel or even Azrael, whose energy for me is incredibly elegant and, and, mm-hmm. and graceful and beautiful and and compassionate and it's it's so dripping with those adjectives that you know that energy when it walks in the room but you know i think that for people one of the things that's really important if they want to work with angels is to build the relationship so that they can so that it can become an experiential for them because otherwise they'll just sit in a chair and go i'm not getting anything i must not be doing it right and the truth of the matter is they're doing it right. They just don't recognize that they're doing it right. So I wouldn't normally think of squirrels and birds with Zadkiel, but that just sort of happens around how we interact. So I, it is part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's so interesting. Yeah, I was talking to, a, I think it was a client the other day, um, it was somebody, and I was talking about how we build a resonance um, through a practice, you know, and some t- for some people that might be um, sitting in one particular room, like when they're starting out or one particular place, maybe even at a particular uh, time or specific day of the week regularly, and maybe even enhancing that with um, an essential oil or something so that it's becoming a real sensory involved experience and you can kind of build out from there to where it's like, Oh, it clicks in so much faster. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I I've been using essential oils a lot or just different candles around the house. I've it's like that ritual space seems to have opened up again and it doesn't feel like it's a big burden or I'm making a big ceremony. It's just kind of like, Oh, time to burn some essential oils and I'm going to sit down over here and you know I don't know yeah it's like a way to get going yeah that's I I, like I get the sense that it's it quickens everything kind of speeds it up like once you work that and kind of get that grid going then it's like flipping a switch and it shows up yeah yeah so rad. I want to hear. I'm so into these fairies now, now that you say this. <laughs> yeah, we I got Elizabeth and I. Well, when I saw Dublin, it was so funny. Literally last Friday night um, of all the random movies from Netflix, there was a, this beautiful documentary called Ancient Ireland that went back through 5,000 years of history. So, I mean, it was just, so like, yeah, Ireland's just really been popping through. So that's amazing um, that you're you're doing and how how fun. Uh, to bring that to bring that element in. So yeah, how's how's that coming along? Well, I mean, right now I am almost finished with um, the writing part of it. For anybody who's not ever done a tro deck, which is like nobody, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you know, it's like you, there's certain facets to doing this and certain deadlines. And my writing deadline is March first. Um, I'm knock on wood, happy to say that I am going to be done well ahead of that. Nice. But um, our artist forges on. <laughs> yes. And he's not going to be done till June. And then the deck will come out around Christmas time. Okay. So November, December. But it is it is stunningly beautiful. I mean, you know, I love all of my little children equally, <laughs> whether it's Guardian Angel Tarot or Angel Tarot cards. But I got to tell you, 
OMG. This <laughs> deck is below your mind beautiful. And the artist is just incredible. And I just think people are going to love, love, love it. Yeah, there's there's been a really nice evolution in, in all the decks so far that, that you and Doreen have done. You know, I've, I've, I've got all, I think, I think I have all of them except for the Angel Power ones. And I was seeing a card from that on YouTube the other day. I'm like, oh, I got to grab that one. But I mean, but they're like each, they have a style, but it kind of keeps evolving. You can definitely see that. Well, they each have a different energy and they yeah. each have a different kind of like purpose or, or direction, you know, because Archangel Power Tarot cards, for example, are very much about empowerment, whereas Guardian Angel Tarot cards are just about gentleness and kindness. And these fairy tarot cards have a real power about self-esteem in, uh, in them and building up people's self-esteem. But it's just the imagery is just so whoa-ho-ho-ho, ho, you know. And yeah. and that's the funnest part of doing a deck, in my opinion, is to sit down, you know, because that's my job is to sit down and go – Okay, if I'm going to tell this story of the Major Arcana or, or the journey that goes through that, how can I tell it in a different way? How can I tell it in a unique way? How can I add different symbolism but still have the same story? And then to map out what an image is going to look like and then give it to an artist and have the artist bring it back, it just it's just like magic. <laughs> and the colors, getting to work with the color energy and frequencies, yeah. Yeah. Now you dabbled. I have to ask you, um, uh, Radley. You're. Um, I noticed you dabbled at the beginning of the year with rad scopes with all the other deadlines and things you have. How much? I mean, how how much time do you have for astrology these days? I don't. You know, the only reason that I did rad scopes is because a German magazine asked me for them, and. <sighs> Uh, I know. So this German magazine wanted them and wanted them for the entire year. And and I, I you know, my motto is just don't say no. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote them. And so therefore, I, you know, I was like, well, I wrote them. So I'll go ahead and and use them. And I I keep meaning to turn my attention back to them and maybe do a video of them or something like that. But God, my to do list is so endless. That, but yeah, no, you're not going to see rad scopes on a weekly basis anytime soon. But I'm just going to leave <laughs> the astrology in your very capable hands. <laughs> yeah, people don't realize. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, people don't realize she's quite a mistress astrology. She really is. I'm really very narrowly focused at this point. I talk to angels. I talk to fairies. I do tarot. And I try to use those things to remove fear from people's lives. That's my gig. Get the fear out. That's my gig. Get the fear out. Get the fear out. That's my gig. Yeah. I really like that. Agreed. Because I, I do, you know, have to wonder every once in a while about my time spent in Catholic Church and this guy hanging around on a, on a cross with, you know, thorns around his head. Like, what am I looking at? Well, you know, that was not my experience right. of that guy. I know. But like, well, exactly. I agree. That guy's not on a cross anymore. <laughs> he's a really cool dude and he's not up there anymore. So why are we so singly focused on that moment? But I think it, I, I mean, this is going to, oh, well, it's on SoundCloud. Oh, are so you going to get nailed? I'll just, I'll just, I don't know. The Vatican might come after me. But I, I think it has to do with that same sort of energy that might have been behind 
like an ancient tarot card deck where it's like they're kind of these hidden symbols and, and mysteries or this layer of mystery energy on top of everything. And until you were actually working with a practitioner that knew how to read that card, it might end up being very positive, but you might it might look like a burning tower exploding or something, that card. Um, and I'm wondering if that was something similar where somebody who didn't know anything about the faith would walk in and see this guy hanging around on a cross and be like, oh, I'm not going in there. I, I don't know well, if know, it was about protection I've, or what. I've never actually heard that analogy made. I think it's a really smart analogy and an interesting one. But it, it's it's certainly you're getting to the – the crux of what we were – oh, pardon the pun. <laughs> the crux of what we, where we were headed with, with Angel's Rope Cards and all these decks was like you can't, you can't embrace a message. You can't get the, the belief system that everything that's happening is happening for a reason and the universe loves me. When you've got some guy hanging from a cross, whether it's in a tarot card or it's elsewhere, when what you're just trying to say in a more simple term is, you know what, you need a new perspective. You're not looking at this right, you know, and if you can just break free of that and and maybe look at things from a different way, things will start to move again. Well, that's an easier message to receive than a card that says the hanging man across the top of it, which just makes people <laughs> hyperventilate. And then you've got to spend 10 minutes pulling them off the ceiling going, okay, it's all right. It's all it's right. That a transformation. Right. It's, <laughs> well, we're not, yeah. You know, interestingly too, I mean, as Christina is saying that I realized, you know, like the King James version of the Bible, which is the one, you know, we've been handed and that she probably had in, in Catholic school and so forth. All of that was written right at the end of the dark ages. So think about the cultural psyche, you know, after all these plagues and famines and horrific stuff. And even though we still definitely have room for improvement on planet Earth right now, we're, you know, we're also living in this incredible world of technology and literally the telescope seeing like the uh, asteroids and discovering new solar systems. So, you know, we are at at a new threshold, a thousand years, you know, from that, you know, writing of or interpretation translation of the Bible and then the Tarot coming a few hundred starting a few hundred years after that, you know, that that was those were some pretty dark, heavy times. So so some new translations I think are definitely there. I think there's a new energy forming, definitely. Oh, and I agree with Elizabeth. It's, that was the language in which they spoke six hundred years ago, but not today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, thank you so much for surfing the waves with me today. I think this was great. Any last words? Yay fairies! <laughs> I'm gonna go find sure. the fairies. Yay fairies! Let's, let's I'm gonna go, go like that. some fairies. <laughs> All right. So folks can find Radley Valentine at RadleyValentine.com and on Hay House Radio, Magical Things, on Thursdays at 2 p.m. And Elizabeth Pendleton, you can find her on YouTube now and at ElizabethOracle.co. So thank you so much. Thank you. 